Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Hi. We are back again. It's Friday. Starting a cult as always. We're here. We're doing our particular cultly activities. Oh, I, yeah. I want to interject here. Um, <laughs> not interrupting anything. <laughs> I, need, I need to. I need to make an uber correction. All right. Well, that's Grant. I'm Jake. You're, yeah. Um. Last week, uh, in reference to the large snakes, Yes. I want it to be notified. Yes. I hope... If you listened to last week and you're like, this fucking guy was full of shit. I'm never listening to him again. I hope you give me a chance here because I made an enormous mistake in my note-taking process. And I, in a, in a moment of not thinking, I replaced the word feet with meters. And I'm not saying that these snakes aren't enormous, but they're nowhere near the amount of enormous Great. I said they were. You were blowing my fucking mind I, last week. I truly, truly apologize. And I told so many people afterward. I was like, no, you got to believe me. No, you got to... <laughs> You gotta not believe me because I I made a, but see that's yeah. I want transparency and I don't want to gloss over that I made a mistake. So it wasn't twenty seven meters; it was twenty seven feet yes. or twenty 30, whatever. I think it was like thirty one feet or thirty. Whatever the number was, it was feet. Yes, it was feet, and I I own it. If I you know if you catch me you know email me some mistakes I make you know I'll correct them. I uh, I'm a mistake <laughs> man. I make mistakes sometimes. Mistakeman. Um. Oh, so now that that's out of the way, I apologize <laughs> so to my community. Um, we're gonna, and by the name of this episode, we're gonna be talking about something. They're they're called the Finders, and you might remember we did a a brief overview, I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah, this Finders before. Pizzas. But um, there's it's really it's an interesting story that uh, we thought was it it, it fits into our mo as it's a show. It's worth revisiting. It's you know? uh, it's right up our alley. It's right up your alley. So it's it works for all of us. Yeah, yeah. Our alleys uh, merge in a wood. They're the finders. Agreed. Right there. But yeah. So today we're gonna be talking about. Well, it, it's a question that has yet to be answered. Are they a cult? Are they a community? What the fuck are they? Are they satanic? Are they stuff. wholesome? They're... Are they rapists? Are they lovers? Like, what is happening? It here? seems like they're all those things. It's a very it, it's insane. So just strap in, take the proverbial seatbelt and just smash it into your clicking uh, lock yeah, mechanism. Yeah, the, the clicker. And 
enjoy the ride because we're going to talk about <laughs> we're going mock speed the finders cult mock uh which mock you want i let's start at Two. mock one yeah. i don't want to i gotta, gotta get to 18 18 what are you what are you a child i've been going mock 18 <laughs> since before mock 18 i remember third grade i was doing that before they invented the word mock Okay, so we're going. Back then it was just Zoom. We're going Kepler three tonight. We're going to be blasted <laughs> right, yeah, out yeah, of the yeah. stratosphere right into the, the finders. finders' faces. So let's begin. Yeah, on February eighth of nineteen eighty-seven, New York Times ran a story describing six disheveled children discovered at a park in Tallahassee, Florida, with two very well-dressed men. All right, their names were Douglas Edward Zimmerman, who's twenty-seven, and Michael Houlihan. Uh, 28, and they were driving a blue van. Interesting van. And the two, and the children, there were two girls and four boys. Uh, they were between the ages of two and seven years old, and they appeared dirty, covered in insect bites, without proper clothing, and malnourished. Yes, yes. This isn't like a good um, thing to see at a park. The one thing that caught me about the initial report that it, it, it caught my interest because the, the person that called in to make this uh, report... They claimed that of the six children, it looked like two or three of them were sexually abused. And Who knows? Did, it, it, it was one of those things. I was laying was laying down listening to this uh, guy talk about it on YouTube. And I was like, how do you, like, quantify that, I guess? To quote the great Mitch, how do you quantify what that looks like. like. How do you look at someone and you're <laughs> how like, do you quantify that? this happened to you? Like, it looks like this happened to you. It's, it's I mean, a wild thing to There's probably, to I, I don't know anything about it, but I'm sure there's like injuries that are, uh, that align with that kind of abuse. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that some of them had scraped knees and that's not good. Uh, and then further analysis, some of them didn't have underwear. Some of them were like half naked because they were so just not well taken care well, of. It's fine. I don't so wear there underwear. could be like visual in me either, but it's by choice. It's not because I don't have them. Oh, I have them. You know? I choose to not. I just wear hang them. them on my wall. But uh, but no, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. The police I'll in some of their reports also said that. After some, uh, after, you know. anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So they're covered in bug bites. Some of them don't have underwear. Uh, They're dirty. They're malnourished. So Zimmerman and Houlihan were arrested for uh, child abuse originally. The original report implies that this case could be anything from kidnapping to sex trafficking to cult activity. And this is where the finders come in. Yes. Right. Uh, So uh, at this time, the uh, finders cult was based in Washington, D.C. Zimmerman and Houlihan along with the mothers of these children, were members of the cult. Uh So upon their arrest, the two men claimed that they were on their way to Mexico to send their children to a, quote, school for brilliant children. Yeah, and what another interesting detail is that they refer to themselves as the children's teachers. And I don't know, I hope everyone that's listening to this knows what a teacher is. They don't often drive you around in a van. They don't take you across state lines, usually, let alone, like, the borders of countries. Yeah. 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 And all, it, it's strange. But uh, th- this claim, paired with the apparent visible signs of abuse that we talked about, 
on the two tr- on two of the children uh, and the men's ties to the Finders cult sparked raids on the Finders properties because this was a group that was uh, it was developed right it was uh, we'll get into a little history in a sec but um, so yeah it sparked uh, everyone wanted to raid these people and authorities raided their properties in northeastern DC and um, outside of Culpeper West Virginia right. And the raid on the north west northeastern sorry uh, D.C. warehouse belonging to the finders produced particularly haunting and damning evidence. Right. Uh-huh. So the D.C. Uh, police they removed multiple large plastic bags full of color slides, photographs, uh, photographic contact sheets, like all these things, and they shed light on some of the inner workings of the cult. All right. Very much. There were photographic evidence. Uh, there was photographic evidence of a 1960s style like commune type group like this is kind of what they were known to be it's just a group of people trying to raise their children and function in society in just a different way they kind of viewed themselves as like the new quakers Uh in a way and interestingly enough this is kind of if you want to take that route and you choose to believe that it it can be backed up by uh and the police reports they noted that of the children the oldest one or what they perceived to be the oldest one did most of the talking and none of them knew what a stapler was that and some other shit i'll get to yeah they didn't know what a they stapler like, what? like blew their goddamn minds like you it could was, do that it was crazy but uh so after the evidence uh came out and uh some of the some of these photos uh included nude children appearing to carry out ritualistic activities such as bloodletting uh, of animals uh-huh. and a lot of uh, children posing nude and uh, some of them were restrained with chains Yes, uh, amidst all this uh, mutilation of animals and uh-huh. people were in white uh, cloaks. I'm, it doesn't I'm, sound like a fun time. I am so excited, honestly, because <laughs> <Are you? laughs> for, the, for the first time, I think, in a while on this show, we're building up this thing that... It's all going to connect. Like, everything is going to connect crazy. into a very confusing, just <laughs> what the fuck. And it, so just remember these things. Like, keep them remember in the Remember all mind, these things. Because they will come back later and yeah. play a role. Also uh, discovered were written instructions on how to purchase children. Yeah, well, you As well as lure them in and all that stuff. Yeah, you got to have written instructions. So just a bad, bad stuff. Uh, so these discoveries led to authorities... Uh, led authorities to further investigate the finders, right? So uh, they were known at the time to be a group of roughly like 40 people uh, led by a man named Marion David Petty. Mary Petty. Mary Petty. Uh, or as he is sometimes referred to by his followers, the game caller. Yeah. Right? I, that's that's a strange one. I can't I can't justify that a one. A lot of people who like have studied or study his life and whatever, they, they say that his followers called him that because like he just... He wanted to make everything a game. I don't even know what that means. That's a very broad thing to say. It's like he just liked to play games with us. It's, it's really like, funny I don't know what that means. Because that's another detail that's going to come up later. Oh, so yeah. It, oh, oh, you guys are in for it. This is a good one. Yeah. So uh, he owned a duplex apartment in Glover Park, a warehouse in northeast Washington, D.C., and a 90-acre farm in rural Madison County, Virginia. All right, so let's get into these kids oh, when yeah. uh, when they uh, when all this happened. So when the children were originally taken into the police custody, 
uh, half a dozen uh, phone calls came in threatening the children's lives. Uh-huh. At which time the police relocated all the children, uh, set up around the clock armed guards to protect them, and began interviewing them. Okay. So the children claimed that Zimmerman and Houlihan were their teachers, like you said, and they had been living in a house with other children and adults. Uh, their diet was solely of raw food, and they were only fed as rewards for good behavior. And they were also very unaware, this is getting into the stapler thing, of uh, modern technology, like televisions, phones. They were also unaware of staplers, um, uh, typewriters. They didn't know what that was. Like, what and the, the concept of hot water. See, that one, that shocks me a little bit, only because, I mean, this is the 80s. I feel like hot water in America is not super hard to come by. Hot water music. I mean, you go anywhere, really, and find some hot water, you know? At least in Not the where these kids are living, though. No, yeah, I guess in this... I mean, when you're eating raw meat, I guess you don't really... They couldn't put two and two together. Like, hot water, raw meat? We could make cooked food. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. Raw food only. None of the kids even knew their goddamn, like, last names. Yeah, I like, mean, they, I <laughs> Jeff... <laughs> Jeff X. Like, what? Uh, yeah, I don't What'd know. you say? <laughs> but, uh... So yeah, they uh, they uh, freaking didn't know what that stuff was. The older ones of the group uh, knew that uh, one of the two men, Houlihan or Zimmerman, uh, they uh, they were their fathers. So there was no real sense of like, you're my dad. It's like, oh, you're my teacher. I think you're the reason I'm here, but it's not really like a fatherly yeah, it's more, situation. It's more community setting than family setting. He's the father of... Every child that's in his possession at the time, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's not not a lifestyle I'm accustomed to. But uh, no, me either, me either. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, so when questioned with the, the kids, when they were questioned about their uh, living situation, they said that they were not allowed uh, in the house. That the adults had to do what the game caller said, and then the children had to do what the adults said. So basically, the game caller is just in charge. Uh, who was Marion Petty, by the way, again. Mary Petty. In case you forgot. Think of Manny Petty. You know, you're going to go get a Manny Petty. It's pretty much what his yeah. name is. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. No, you're right. Mary Petty. Uh, so it was also uncovered uh, through an interview with these children that the game caller, Marion Petty, owned a man named Steve. Well, yeah. That's the end of that. I don't know anymore. That was just a quotation I got from one of the kids. Yeah. He they... owned a man named Steve. And uh, then when asked where they were traveling to at the time of the arrest, the children responded that they did not know. They were just moving from place to place and staying at campgrounds. Right? How nice. I mean, it's like a long road trip. I've taken vacations like that. Where eight people sleep in There was, there was a lot, a far less nefarious pretenses. I mean, just like, I'm going to sleep in this van with eight other people. Or seven other people and myself, and just it'll be a great time. We'll see the world. <laughs> got my raw food. Got my no stapler. <laughs> What's this? Uh, you you can you disregard that paper. That doesn't. What is what? <laughs> Why would you need to do that? To keep it all in order. Does it hurt the paper? Why are you doing this to the paper? <laughs> Sentient paper. Uh, but this original story, uh, though it it made uh, national headlines for about a week, only to be forgotten pretty instantly. Uh, it sparked conspiracy theorists to hone in on the finders attempting to uncover uh, the sinister details within, right? Oh, yeah. So, 
some theories to come from the uh, from this uh, asserted that the CIA was involved in the Finders cult. Though the CIA and uh, as well as the Finders leader Marion Petty deny these claims, uh, Petty claims that the Finders have never been involved with things such as child abuse, uh, pornography, Satanism, or animal slaughter, but rather they are a communal, holistic living and learning arrangement. That's what he. That's what he calls it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. Uh, they claim to partake in freelance journalism, research, and uh, competitor intelligence uh, for mostly foreign clients of theirs, but are sure to state that they do not do those services for foreign governments. Okay. Interesting. When raided, their properties were found to have computers and clocks set for time zones all around the world, along with a large number of enormous maps. So it looked legit. The uh-huh. office looks legit. Um, however, authorities discovered uh, Finders members' names in the FBI counterintelligence files. Interesting. Okay. I like it. I like it. Very strange. And an alleged uh, customs report painted the picture of an international organization actively working with embassies uh, from Moscow to Hong Kong. Okay. The very same report also claims that the CIA blocked investigation of the child abuse and sex trafficking charges against Zimmerman and Houlihan. Very, very strange. Uh, Skeptics see the finders as a group of misguided and eccentric adults and their families uh, who were thrown into the spotlight of the media following the 1987 story printed by the New York Times. They're They're just some people. Yeah. You know, they're just folks. Yeah, and it it's funny because it, it, it well I'll, I mean we'll get into it a little bit later, but there there is two sides to the story that maybe that maybe they are we don't yeah. know. And I mean, there's evidence for either side. I mean, like uh, there were like disgruntled uh, the it can be backed up by like former disgruntled members who've spoken out about the cult. Like they claim that the finders are indeed a cult. They're just like, no, it's totally fucking cult head. Get out. However. Uh, they deny any involvement with child trafficking or Satanist ritual and or anything. Um, but, you know, uh, for many, this story is like an... It has undeniably strange and unexplained details that further solidify a belief that there's like some foul play here. Uh-huh. Right? Uh, it's carried out by a very dark and nefarious group of individuals, maybe, uh, located all around the world. Obviously, an operation far larger than any one law enforcement's jurisdiction could grapple with. Okay, uh. so that's just a, that's where it came in. Like that's where the finders came. Like they appeared on the national headlines, so everyone just kind of discovered them then. Right. All right. So, pretty much, my idea here is I'm going to give you a couple little rundowns of what else occurred in this group so all this happened um nothing really came of it they they investigated for years and nothing came of it they reopened the case in 93 to examine it again and honestly they found some very interesting things so the big one the big kahuna here that i want to talk about is the connection to the cia that the finders cult has so in 2019 so this is years after the fact uh over 600 pages of classified documents came out 
uh, about the investigation into the Finders cult. And lo and behold, the CIA, as Jake said, the CIA and Marion Petty both deny uh, their connections to each other. However, here's the however. His wife, Isabel Petty, do you know what she did? Uh, pretty sure she worked in that big building. What shape was it? No, she worked, uh, she was a 21-year veteran for Air America. And anyone who knows, if you don't know about Air America, they are responsible for the trafficking of drugs into multiple countries around the world. They would legally do this, uh, well, not legally, but they would do it all under the guise of activities and, you know, flight patterns, things of that nature, and Air America was a CIA operation. Yeah, his wife was like the, uh, she was kind of like the, the desk job of that, yes. of that, and uh, his son actually ended up being like one of the ground guys for that. She is very connected. Very connected in the intelligence. Um, the So we have that going for us. I want to talk about a couple of the little, consp- not conspiracies, but the little differences of opinion here so we get we have a contradicting story because the teachers are and the teachers are telling us that they are being paid to drive the children to mexico to a school for gifted children um on the flip side the parents of these children are saying that they're on a road trip to virginia to go back to where they all live so we have some conflicting information coming out from both both parties. Yeah. Um now there's one there's one big big kahuna burger, if you will. Oh yeah. Um they did find a picture of a couple of finders members with uh their children in white robes uh slaughtering a goat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this sparked a, a big, big thing. I mean, this again, this was 1987. The satanic panic is in full swing. People are freaking out about oh, yeah. all this shit. No one likes Satan for some reason. So, I mean, you got to, I mean, I guess you kind of have to understand that this was a, a genuine fear of people back then. Uh, but the way that the finders and Marion Petty specifically discuss this photo is that. They are a self-sustaining community, and they pretty much what happened was they they own a farm, and one of their goats was a real shithead in a sense. He was eating cans. He was ramming people. And they decided that it was best uh, to kill him, and they would eat him. He would be the food, you know, for the community. Yeah. And when pressed about why do you have a picture of people holding knives and wearing robes, that's a little satanic. They, along with many of the other members, uh, one of the females included in the picture uh, admitted this herself, that that was a ritual that they did as a community to show the importance of life. Yeah. That they were not doing this because they were, you know, sacrificing an animal. They were doing it simply because it's a ritual to teach the children about the importance of life and don't take life unless it's necessary. Yeah. And when you do... You know, this is how you do it. Respect it, pretty yeah. much. And I mean, yeah. Let's face it; th- those are two very different stories. Uh, <laughs> they're two very, 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 very different uh, framings of the same thing. Uh, yeah. So you have to worry a little bit about that. I personally, for me, I 
the satanic panic thing doesn't really get in. It, it doesn't do anything for me. It's like it, it, there, nothing really ever came of it, you know? I mean, there, even in some... the large sense, like look at like a Richard Ramirez. They're like, oh, it's the satanic panic. And he it, listened to ACDC and like, now he kills people. He was a guy that like. Like to kill people. Like if, if maybe he does worship Satan. I don't know. Doesn't mean that he's part of some like government operation to spread the devil. Yeah, it's like it could literally be happenstance. You don't know, I guess. But all of this, it it adds some more like fuel to the fire. I guess you'd say. Who do we believe in this scenario, Marion Petty or the accusers? However, where are the accusers? There's really the only thing they're trying to investigate if something's That's happening. That's why it's so interesting. I mean, it, there's no one really outright saying, like, this is what's happening. Except people just speculating mm-hmm. about this whole thing that was contained within a system. And one of the big things that spread in the media uh, in the initial uh, frenzy of it in 87 was the idea that the Finders, uh, one of their main objectives in... Uh, at least dealing with the children in the group, is to wean them off of the parents. And they, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's the same with how one of the girls that was uh, interviewed by the police recognized one of the teachers as her father. Yeah, It's a process of, you know, we're community. Your parents... Your siblings were all parents and siblings to you. Like, there, there's not one. Yeah, like the finders themselves, like... Uh... Marion Petty, he he focused in on like hammering in on into these people the sense of like futurism and self exploration. Like that was the whole main front, mm-hmm. if it was a front at all. But and this this was slightly backed up uh, by comments that Marion Petty made, and uh, he was also a veteran of the Army and the Air Force, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it, it, you know, you kind of get that old school mentality of like rigidness, very strict. We're going to do yeah. this. Self-sufficient, I guess, if you will. And it it would make sense that that would translate into how he wanted to run his group. Now, there's there's claims that uh, he, you know, had sex with all the female members of the group. That's a very common accusation. For cults, yeah. In this world, uh, it's pretty much literally the only outlier of the ones that we've covered that didn't was Brother 12. And that's because Brother 12's wife was more insane than him. She was insane. So he Whipping was the, people. He was the byproduct. Uh, but yeah, so we don't. No one really knows. But it's very interesting because there is. I'm gonna. There's a connection here to China, and it's gonna be a little weird because this all. No one thought of this at all in 1987. But um, in the van. They found a Chinese to English dictionary, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. Uh, and even on March 23rd of 87, uh, one of the Finders members was talking to the media. And I'm gonna, I am gonna—I have a quote right here. Quote, this is the farewell from the Finders. We're breaking up. You won't hear from the Finders again until the Chinese are running Hong Kong. That was in 1987. Oh, my God. And... I'm just saying it's got. It's some, interesting. It's definitely worth noting. It has some pivotal connections to what's happening in the world right now. Yeah. Um, and so 
during this investigation, uh, because of these declassified documents, we know that there were uh, exchanges in between emails um, between the f members of the Finders cult and Europe, Japan, Africa, and South America. And it's crazy because this was like before email was a thing. Like this is like pretty much the earliest version of email, and they had it just like in their fucking van. Mm-hmm. And now this leads uh, people to believe this connection that they have to China and this essentially, I mean, we don't, we don't have any concrete evidence of an exchange of services, but there are connections. There's, you know, friendships, there's partnerships. And it's believed now that they, maybe the finders were selling child pornography to people uh, through, via email because maybe it would make sense why they would have connections to all of these countries and why else would you need a chinese to english dictionary when you have a bunch of kids from virginia and I mean, fucking enormous garbage bags full of child porn right it's, like, I mean, <laughs> like it's weird um so we gotta we, we do have to talk about the cover up here a little bit because there's obviously some strange shit going on dude i, I didn't think i mentioned it Hulahan and zimmerman uh, when the cops approached them, and they were just like, what the fuck are you doing? One of them got, like, super defensive, and the other one pretended to faint. Interesting. And they both gave fake names. It was like, they, they're up to something. Well, there's this guy. I want to talk about him a little bit. His name is Skip Clements. That's a that's a good name. Um, He's an investigator uh, that lived in Stewart, Florida. And um, he, this guy, he made a deal with China in the year of 1990 and he was to be the sole exporter of Florida oranges to China. That was his <laughs> that's, deal. That's badass. Mm -hmm. And this, that's a little bit of background just so you know how he got involved yeah, yeah, in this yeah. scenario. Um, he obviously had to work with the customs service because he's exporting goods from America to China. And he believes, uh, he learned by the year 1992, that the Customs Service, uh, they dropped the case against the finders and the child pornography thing because the CIA pretty much badgered them to drop the case. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to investigate. They were The government was involved, and the CIA was like, give it up. Like, give it the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And... Skip Clements, he's so crazy. In 1993, uh, he's still preaching about it. And that is when the, the DOJ sent out a memo that uh, the finders need to be reinvestigated, that the case needs to be reopened. They need to figure out what the fuck's going on. And they this time, they're not looking at catching the finders. They're looking to see if there was any connection to the CIA. So now it's getting real. Now it's getting, it's getting yeah. down and dirty. And it, it no one can answer the question. I mean, it's 2020 and we still don't know. Even with the declassified documents, we don't know. Well, I mean, pushing on something that's all within the same system, it's kind of like just forcing someone's fucking aim with their pistol towards their foot mm. and they're just trying to fight it. Like, they're not going to willingly do that. And then, so in, in 93, when this case gets reopened, it... it it doesn't have the same media attention it did uh, when it first came out. But this is when a lot of ex-members started coming out and talking about their experiences. Mm -hmm. And you, you kind of had both sides of the aisle. You had the people that were very like, 
yeah, it was a cult, but it just wasn't for me. But, like, we weren't, like, doing anything bad. We were just, like, hanging out. Yeah. And then there was people that, you know, they said this. there was blackmail. Uh, there was even claims that they were burning down houses uh, to keep people in line. Sounds like Scientology. And this is sort of, in a way, backed up by local uh, police reports of certain crimes that happened in the area. But nothing... I mean, nothing, again, nothing really came of it other than yeah. more speculation added to this fucking shit pile of stuff no one knows about. Yeah. Um. So, as soon as it really got hot and heavy and they were going to investigate, they completely disbanded. Or what they say disbanded. And essentially what they did is the finders moved themselves to Virginia. And they just, really, they did nothing. They were hardly a group at this point. Um, Marian, uh, Marion Petty, uh, he was noted as walking around the town daily. He would just kind of hang out and just scope out the town. Wow. Uh, it is interesting though, because they bought, uh, an old theater and they would pretty much, they would like troll the town with what they put on the marquee. <laughs> they would just put things like free money. What? <laughs> and just just weird things they would throw up. One of the things I was reading about it was like, if you want to find true love, look in your bank account. And it was just like stupid little <laughs> just little jokes. witticisms that like auto places do in like small towns. Yeah, and this kind of carried on. This led people to believe that they were still a group. Uh, they had no official, really, I guess group meetings or anything like that or yeah, yeah. the white knights you know like jimmy J would have but uh in 2003 or four they really can't seem to pin it down for some reason uh mary petty <laughs> died yeah and i read 2004 in a mm, bunch of places and after that uh really we've we've heard little to nothing about it now there were a couple of crimes uh, both old and new that were kind of connected or believed to be maybe connected to the finders. And one of the really the only one I want to bring up is uh, John David Gosh or Gosh. And the uh, one's good. That name might be slightly familiar to you people because this was also a victim in the Franklin cover up. There you go. Go back and listen to that too. And uh, it, no one really knows. Uh, if it was the Finders or uh, them, but the mother Noreen Gosh or Gosh, I uh, was told that she had received pictures of her son naked, beaten, and tied up, and pretty much with like a for sale sign, like they were selling. It was an ad for her child. Jesus Christ! Um, so they had that, and then in 2018, uh, Anna Elizabeth Young, uh, she was also known as Mother Anna. She was arrested in Georgia, and this all happened because she was the leader of the House of Prayer for All People, which was a cult that was in Gainesville, Florida <laughs> in the 80s. So many cults. Uh, her history also included her being a member of a cult in both Michigan and Puerto Rico, all sending all the way back to the 1970s. So this bitch is just enjoying the cult life. <laughs> it's just It's a lifestyle. Uh-huh. Uh, she was arrested for torture and the premeditated murder of a boy known as Moses. Oh, don't worry. About that's just that's just cult shit. Mm, don't worry about that. Yeah. And th really, the only reason this kind of brought up the finders is because 
she had connection to a lot of different cults in the area. And they're not sure if she was a member or maybe an associate or a friend of the cult. But obviously it raised some flags because, I mean, you know, you got to look at all your options when you're talking about this shit. So really, I guess the question the question is simple. The answer is not simple. No, it never is. Um, was, was, is, were the finders a cult? Um, were they not a cult? That's part A of the question. Part B, were they a solo run operation that just got off the ground because Marion Petty was just a loved, a beloved man? Or did they have stronger connections to maybe some type of government um we know that his wife uh mrs petty was a seasoned veteran of air america who is also extremely under scrutiny when it comes to kind of doing things uh, under the table you know yeah yeah um and then i guess part c of that question would be depending on what your answers were for a and b what were they? That's where you <laughs> form your final answer. Like, what are they? I don't know, man. And it, it's interesting because this is, it's a cult. It's both a cult, a sex ring, and a government conspiracy wrapped into one. Because it could be all three. I feel like it, I feel like it is. I'll be I mean, honest. I think as far, at least with the information that I've seen and I have access to, I have no real reason to believe that it's a sex trafficking ring or things of that nature. I think more realistically, uh, child porn would be a way for them to make money and connections and blackmail. And that is a tool that they use. But again, I mean, yes, that's I'm not condoning that. I mean, where where do you draw the line when it comes to like making money off of child pornography using children in your society exactly. and being connected to like the higher-ups and the intelligence agencies and all these things who are, have a lot to do with the sex uh, trafficking going on. Exactly. Because like they're all involved in the same thing. I don't know, man. And Marion Petty, like, he's had connections to these guys ever since he was in the force, or yeah. whatever it is, the Air Force, military. Ever since he was in the military, he was, like, rubbing shoulders with these guys. And he afterward, after he got out, he basically just bought all these properties and... Uh, made him open houses. He's like, anyone who wants to be here, especially in the intelligence agency, can come and yeah. What his his big here. like yeah his big slogan was uh was like I am here to learn everything and say nothing. That was something he lived by. So it's it's just a whole crock of shit and a bunch of secrets, and it's like he is a cult leader because I would say it's a cult. That's where I think we differ. Like I think it definitely is a cult having to do. I, he's higher up in the in like the government ties than like say Jim Jones, you know. Like, oh yeah, because he was just like commingling. He was just like running for things, and people knew who he was. He was involved with politics. This is a whole nother level. Like this is the Central Intelligence Agency, and he's involved, and he's in the cult, and there, it, he's doing all these like child sex things. I think it's. I think this is like the most important cult that we've covered when it comes to the grand scale of it. Yeah, because it's, the, it's their their whole front is like an entire like all around the world business consultation and like competition. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's fucked. I'm gonna throw out uh, the conspiracy side and what, I, at least to me personally, what I perceive to be a more realistic spin. Uh, the conspiracy side would be that this uh, they are you know a group funded by the CIA to both stir controversy, keep people into the idea of like be afraid of cults. Be it, it kind of spreads this fear of. Any form of fringe group is bad. You shouldn't do mm-hmm. that. Um, that's the conspiracy side. Now, at least to me, what I think could be realistic would be that Marion Petty is just a, a well-connected man. Uh, he used some of his ties and his you know, influence uh, on people, uh, same with his wife, to kind of do these back alley deals and make money off of illegal things to pay for his own community ideal and by doing that he connected himself to the government who made it a negative spin into the satanic panic they were it's it's a beneficial relationship for both of them mm-hmm. because the cia gets to step in and say we're gonna bust this shit down we're gonna like stop this spread of satanism cultist sex activity and he gets to you know sell his child porn and like make his money and they're bo- they both get what they want. Yeah. And and there's so many layers of secrecy because I guarantee, like the members weren't, like most of the members, if any of them, were not in on it. No. Like it was no. all Marion Petty, and like that's just like he's. There's so many layers of secrecy. It's fucked. Yeah, and it it's weird because we're, I mean, I guess back to my question. It's kind of a rhetorical question. Where do you go with that information? I mean, we have this. Uh, there's. There's really no concrete evidence one way or the other. I mean, they were it was investigated multiple times. We found, or I, I shouldn't say we, they found plenty of circumstantial evidence to support the claim of either side. And we're kind of at it's we're at a wash. We're at, like yeah. it's offsetting each other, you know. I guarantee you the only reason that that evidence was even collected was because it was done by like uh, local law enforcement. Mm-hmm. It wasn't state. Oh, it probably. wasn't federal. It was it was all just people like this is my day job. This is some crazy shit. So they put it in a report. But otherwise, it would have been like nipped in the butt early, and the CIA wouldn't have had to fucking uh, intimidate anyone into keeping silent, right? You know. Mitch, Mitch is here. If you guys, Mitch is here. We forgot here. to say that he's just been sitting here. Mitch, I want to hear your thoughts on this. What's going uh, on over there? Little ditty of a doo wop we got. Well, this is a super interesting story. Uh, one thing. This is just a comment before uh, I go into my thing. Uh, when she was explaining, like, oh, we're trying to keep the kids, you know, away from their parents, or you know program them to not believe in their parents you know or to you know you know what i'm saying uh it kind of reminded me of like the ancient greeks how they would you know the kids didn't know who their parents were because it was the community it's like you know the everyone's your parent you know we're this big you know community whatever i don't know i just thought of that i don't know but i don't really i really don't think the finders i i don't think they're a cult now like you, the way you summed it up kind of makes sense to me. I mean, I could be wrong. It's just the way I'm looking. Yeah, at it, it was just this Marion Petty guy. They're too unorganized to be a cult. I feel like they're a cult in the sense. All right, how do I word this? Like he didn't set out to just like 
start a cult. Like there was, there's reasons for it tied to the government agencies. And he just, the product of that was a cult. Like the, the cult itself is a tool for him. It's not like something he's running. It's something he's using. Yeah, that's what much. that's, that's in, in that sense. That's what I mean when I say I think it's a cult. You know, I can get, I can I can get down on that. I just like, uh, well, yeah, like making it like a cover up. Like, yeah, I understand what you're saying about how it's a cult, but I could definitely see the cult being a front for all the shady stuff that Marion Petty's doing. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. All right. I, I can get down on this. I like that. I um. So where do we go from here? I got nine one dialed. Should I hit the Should, should I, I hit should the I extra it? one? Do I do it? Do I do it? How do we explain this? Do we just play this episode for the for the the guy the other end <laughs> of the phone? The guy. The yeah, guy. Just, hey, buddy, listen to this. Do something. <laughs> Give me your best cops. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. It's really ultimately up to the viewer, I guess, to make your decision on what you think. But the the information is very substantial, I guess you'd say. <laughs> there's a shit ton of it's it. It's everywhere. And it's all pretty much the same story, but there's little weird little details in each fucking thing. It's like diarrhea. It's very, very overwhelming. Uh-huh. It is strange how, yeah, there's like, there's like little things that get thrown in. Like the the whole China thing, how it's like the China when the Chinese uh, take back Hong Kong. Oh yeah, that is kind of kind of weird to me, but it's weird. It's like a Nostradamus esque prediction. Yeah. Who knows, man? Who friggin' knows? But that crazy is the Finders crazy story. Yeah, that we, was the Finders. We love it. We will be back yeah. next week. What do you think about that? We'll also be back Tuesday for our very loyal patrons. We'll have an episode for you. Then. Oh, yes, we will. It'll be a lovey-dovey. Uh, uh, quick and cuddly hour or so. But, yeah, just be careful out there. Just be careful. Yeah, don't be found, Um, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, seriously, don't. Don't do that. But with but, that being uh, said... Yeah. I love you. Yeah, I love you, too. We are starting a cult. This grand of Jake. Mitch was here. He was speaking earlier. And uh, you should follow us on all that shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is in there. We got the email, startacult at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Acast, Spotify, all these places. But you're listening, so you know that. And there's a link below for the podcast Patreon. All right? Boom. So go ahead and click that, maybe. Uh, spread the word. And just remember, we're never going to be able to find the finders because they find us. They do. They find us shallow and pedantic. Bye. Bananas. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the most anticipated Roland Garros in years. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled tournament access as the world's top players in tennis face off against each other. Will the veteran champions continue their dominance or will a fresh face emerge to challenge their legacy on the clay courts? Daily live coverage of this epic showdown begins Monday, May 20th. Don't miss a matchup. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.